I'm not sure we should do this yet. Do what? Well, I mean, I like you and I... I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I get to be on top. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Happy Monday or whichever day you've chosen to listen. Thank you for yeah, joining us. Tuesday. Could be a Tuesday. Wednesday. Any day of the week. People tend not to listen on Thursdays, I've noticed. Yeah. According to the, the data. The data doesn't lie. Yeah. Or maybe it does. Maybe it does because you know what? The data told Kevin McAllister's dad to build a transformer out of a building. And it just wasn't fun. That's right. I don't get it. I don't get it. More on that later. More on that later. We're going to 88. Going to 88. We're doing big. We're doing big. We've had a couple of weeks in the mid-90s. Now we're going to uh, the best year ever, as they say, <laughs> in Brisbane. The peak. Of humanity. Of humanity. 1988, the year the big came out, also the year of... Expo. It will only happen once in your lifetime. The world and its nations, achievements, sensations. It's gonna be great and I just can't wait. It's gonna be great and I just can't wait. It's all the world and all its glory. On the banks of the, the brown snake, as they call it. Really? They call the Brisbane River the brown snake because the water's like brown. Yeah. And it weaves through like a snake. Like a snake. Um, I discovered some sad news um, that the chairman and chief executive of World Expo 88, Sir Llewellyn Roy Edwards, passed away this week. Oh, man. Yeah, on the 26th of May. Um, I think he was in his mid-80s. Um, he was known as Mr. Expo. Really? Mr. Expo himself passed away. Turns out he was quite the quite the guy. I yeah. did, I personally didn't know um he went by lou right um and he was quite a legend he was a, actually a liberal party leader uh, up in queensland for a number of years so he was a big uh a big figure in the liberal party right which for our international guest is our you know probably more conservative leaning party ironically yeah so lou was quite a legend um in fact he has received he's been the recipient of what is known as the queensland greats Ooh. award this Queensland Greats Award is quite a big deal. Mm. So other recipients you may know are Greg Norman. Oh. Wally Lewis. Oh. R.M. Williams, the bootman. The bootman. The bootman. I thought he was from Adelaide. Turns out he's not. I never know it was a guy. Yeah, Mr. R.M. It's his name. Yeah. R.M. Williams. Knows his way around a boot, that chap did. Yeah. Uh, who else has got these things? Margaret Ollie, the famous painter. Mm. Jeffrey Rush. Ah. Actor. Actor. You get the idea. Mm. Wayne Bennett. He's got one. Of course he does. Um, so old Lou passed away. Very sad news. He was also a big driver in the James Hardy remuneration um, case. So James Ooh. Hardy, a little bit of trivia here, was uh, or is a building wares company famously or infamously had a bunch of asbestos in its products and a lot of its, oh. um, a lot of people got very asbestosis from, from its products. Mm. So it had this 
he he basically worked with them to deliver remuneration to all the families and victims of um, of the James Hardy case. Damn. And pushed really hard for him to give more money. And so he was he was big in uh, the medical circuit. So he done done a lot of work uh, there, and I think in business more broadly, and obviously the Liberal Party. Mm. So a real character and uh, iconic man, and of course brought the World Expo. He was at the coalface of making things happen yeah, as right. chairman and CEO, effectively. He left the Liberal Party position um, to be the CEO of Expo. And what a Good job he him. did. Did he high dive in his spare time? I reckon he could have done it. Yeah. yeah. He could have been there. Also, Seymour's working up if you're hearing some... Uh, yeah, I knew we weren't like going to get... shaking. I was like, he was so good in the last episode, which you listened to last week. <laughs> um, so we were, we're doing a double record today. Yeah. Super Saturday, as we call it. Yeah. So that was my tidbit for Expo. A, li- a little bit of a sadder one is the passing of, you know, one of the, well, if not the most uh, crucial figures in pulling all that together. And it was it was interesting, actually. I, I read a, a sort of obituary from the current uh, premier... Anastasia Palachek, and she she had some pretty nice words to say, you know, calling that probably the greatest event they've ever held in Queensland or at least one of, Mm. and how the optimism and positivity that Expo brought Mm. is still part of the fabric of that state to this very day. To this very day. So it is a big deal. Yeah. We talk about it with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, but, uh, you know, today I thought we would – Pay our respects. Pay our respects. To Mr. Expo. To Mr. Expo. We salute you. We salute you, sir. Rest in peace. Yeah, nice. And as I said in the last episode, RIP Sebastian the Crab, who died uh, this week, which will be two weeks ago when you listen, oh. uh, Samuel E. Wright. Oh. And I don't see. Man, there's a lot of downers. Yeah, I had, sorry, I had, it was a better death because we did two packs. Yeah. Our member berry for 96 mm. last week. So I'll try to do some non-death related ones next week perhaps. Yeah. But, you know, respect where it's due. Speaking of death-related. Yes, uh, yes. In the world of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of death. Was there? Die Hard. Oh. Rambo 3. Oh, yeah? Probably just those. Probably <laughs> just those. Oh, Beetlejuice. Scrooged. Action Jackson. Bloodsport. A lot of deaths. Oh, of deaths. But action. there are some happy movies too. Really? Yeah, man. The Rain Man. Prove it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Coming to America, Crocodile Dundee 2, Twins, yeah, Die Hard, Rambo 3, Beetlejuice. They're all happy films, <laughs> Action Jackson. They? Yeah, but there was one film, came in at number seven that year. Yeah. A little film called Big. So Big came out in June of 1988. June? June. Summer blockbuster. Summer blockbuster. There now we we're go. cooking with gas. Oh. Budget of $18 million. Why am I saying oh? <laughs> yeah. Continue. Budget of $18 million. Gross of $151.7 million. First female directed film to gross over 100 mil at the box office. Two Oscar nominations. One for writing. One for Hanksing. And um, one Golden Globe win for Tom Hanks. 
Wow. Wow. Tom Hanks. This is... Is there anything he cannot do? Yeah. No, there isn't. He's amazing. This is pretty early Tom Hanks, isn't it? This but he's is, a superstar. Uh, this is... I think this was like the superstar maker. Mm. He was emerging. I think Merge. it was maybe a bit of a... You know how there's like emerging cool guys yeah. but then there's the one movie that then makes them the guy. Yeah. This was the that. The guy maker. But it's so interesting I and mean, we'll get into it more but it's so interesting because forget I guess because of our age and when we probably first started to see more of his stuff, we think of him as. See more. <laughs> we think of him as, you know, a serious guy but he's pretty much a straight up comedian in these days. He's just doing comedy movies. I was watching a few clips of him yep. on. Letterman and stuff. Sling and zingers. Sling and zingers, man. And it's not really, there's no really specific clip from that worth sharing here, but I'll put them on the gram because he's sling and zingers. He's basically doing a whole sketch like this. It's whole. They're doing a bit. He's doing a bit on Letterman. He just came in prepared with this bit. I yeah. don't think Letterman was, necess- it was like his vacation and, pictures and Letterman, from Europe and just, it was fucking hilarious. And Letterman just said, go with it? Yeah. Did they have a good dynamic? Yeah. And he's just a comedy guy. This would be like, I don't know. Um, he might be a Paul Rudd or something maybe. But Paul Rudd wasn't explicitly a comedy guy. He kind of did the opposite of that actually. He's not a Paul Rudd at all. But in his um, funniness as a guest on those shows, mm. he's a funny guy. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's a good talk show guest. He got COVID in Australia. We're going down, I'm sorry. He's patient zero in Australia, yeah. wasn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. And then he, he put on way too much Vegemite. <laughs> it was a whole, it was a whole thing. It's a whole debacle. Yeah, yeah. But we love him. We do. He's he's my America's dad, dad and yeah. Australia's uncle. What? My dad doesn't like him. What? I, I don't like know. I don't know. I think he was just he doesn't like him and Whoopi Goldberg. There he's too. <laughs> I don't care for that woman. Yeah, he's just <laughs> like she annoys me. I think the guy. I think he's probably just too American for dad. Yeah, right. Dare I, dare I say? Yeah, it's interesting. My words, not his. Oh, wow. Uh, is Tom Hanks is it's just a great guy. I think he's a nice guy too. He's let his son Chet just do what he wants. <laughs> oh my God. Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you know what I'm saying? My father Tom Hanks presenting in a while. Soon forward come. Big up, tune in. You know, just be you, Chet. The Chet Hanks mystery, man. <laughs> what happened there? If you... On the off chance you're not familiar with this scenario, you may or you may know him as Chet Hayes. You met Chet Hayes. <laughs> so he uh, he's kind of like modelled himself more on Eminem than his dad. I guess you could you say that? Yeah, or a young Mark Wahlberg, or an old Jake Paul. <laughs> and you know what? I actually think the the Wahlberg one is pretty bang on because <laughs> okay, he's not actually Jake Paul? no 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 I, no that is good too. But for less comedy reasons, on, the Wahlberg yeah, one's on. not bad because um, he was actually quite a dickhead. Going like he was. Have you seen interviews of young Mark Wahlberg? He was a bad dude. He he bashed a guy. Well, he did all that horrible stuff. Yeah. But, and then in terms of you know his image, he's putting on an accent like he's the funky bunch, man. Yeah, but he's being feel the vibrations. So douchey. Hey yo, what's up? This is me, Marky Mark, my man HB, and you're chilling on Team Vet. <laughs> My music is me, yeah. If you listened to my whole album and didn't see my face, you would say, wow, this kid, you know, he's probably from a rundown neighborhood. 
and, uh, you know, had hard times, and, um, you know, he's just being truthful, you know what I'm saying? But if they would have seen me, they, oh, he's one of the new kid's brothers, they would say, oh, yeah, he's just a rich kid, and it's a bunch of bull, and this and that. Yeah. And then went on to be a pretty good actor. And he's, um, yeah. Chet Hanks is in a few things, and he's pretty good. I bet he is. Those and Hanks boys. So he'll probably chill out at some point. Colin? Colin is cool. But that's, they're brothers that couldn't be more different. They're very different. I bet I bet they have this conversation. I might as well say it now. I have a repitch for a uh, a sequel to Big where Tom Hanks gets made 30 again. Okay. Because, you know, in this he grows up to be 30. Yeah. This one he goes down to be 30 mm. and it's played by Chet Hanks. Ooh. Hollywood, if you're listening, story by. Story by. That's my story by. Not bad. Story by. Greg's not as impressed with that one. I, I, I believe in all your ideas. <laughs> You're very supportive. Oh yeah, I got to be. Uh, no, but anyway, this movie is a big movie. Um, not just at the box office, but critically. Yeah. Ninety-seven uh, percent critics score on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-two percent audience score. Yeah, ninety-seven. Wow. Interesting. It's a very high mark. It is a high mark, man. I don't know if I'm aligning in full. You know. Yeah. We'll, talk. we'll get we'll into talk. that. Critical consensus: refreshingly sweet and undeniably funny. Big is a showcase for Tom Hanks who dives into his role and infuses it with charm and surprising poignancy. Mm, poignancy. 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 <laughs> is that like I said buoyancy? Have you heard uh, – He's a floater. Have you heard the Benedict Cumberbatch say penguin? Oh, penguin. <laughs> penguin. Penguin. He doesn't pronounce – he pronounces the G. And know, he narrated a documentary on, on penguins. penguins. <laughs> All the while not pronouncing the word like everyone else does. I can't say whether he's doing it correctly or not. I couldn't tell you. But penguin. he definitely does it differently to everyone. Yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah. It, it, penguin. <laughs> penguin. It's funny. That has nothing to do with this episode. But oh, It's a delightful tangent. Yeah. Mm. We're here for We live for the tangents. We love the tangents. You could say we're, we're pro-tangent. I'm pro-tangent. You're almost tangential. <laughs> We're on a tangent right now. Yeah, I'm trying to, how do I? I'm trying to climb back up this dangling tangent. Come on, get it. You can do it. Uh, big is a movie we're covering, <laughs> and it was it was quite a big movie. So yeah, big. As, yeah, it's popular. But was it a big one for you, Greg? Ah, uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I would have got, seen this at the at the flicks. I reckon maybe at that makeshift cinema they had at Macquarie Uni. Oh, that's yeah, that sounds about I right. I reckon that's about this right. Um, it was a family movie. Yeah, and I think like all kids. It got you to sort of think, well, what if I could grow up? Yeah. What, would I, what would I do? I think so. I reckon it planted some seeds in me for sure because it was like the cool job and everything. Like, mm. oh, I want to I be the toy guy. That's cool. I want to have money to buy whatever toys I want and live <laughs> yeah. in a warehouse apartment yeah. and sleep with a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah, it was a big one for me but it was one of those ones I Cut don't remember specific. <laughs> I don't remember specific viewings. Yeah, yeah. But was, I did. I did like it a lot. Yeah. Just the fantasy of that. Yeah. Sleeping with a thirty-year-old woman. No, was the, she even all 30? the toys. She's I think that was supposed to be thirty. Yeah. Because yeah. she was pretty clingy, so she's yeah. probably thirty. Because <laughs> <laughs> biological clock is ticking, Sorry. lady. <laughs> I just, you know, you know, we're just having a laugh. We're having a laugh. We're laughing, we're people. Not, Whoa, know, we're laughing. Hey, come on. But the toys primarily, yes, and having your own space and all oh. this crazy stuff and, and being, getting paid, getting to tell paid. Them what I knew, what toys were cool. Yeah, exactly. I was a toyman. Yeah, so it was always. Uh, it's 
the nostalgia is 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 all over this one for me. Uh, but then there's double double nostalgia. Oh, go on. Because when I moved to New York, uh, where I was working, it wasn't when I first moved there, but someone eventually said, "Oh, this Schwartz, this office is where the uh, they shot." Oh, big. And I was like, "What? What the what?" I thought you were just going to say you like to go down to Schwartz and we get on the go old the old FAO Schwartz. Do, 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 they have that roped off. You can't even do it. Yeah. What's closed now? Actually, the FAO Schwartz doesn't exist. Anymore. <gasps> yeah. When? But the COVID? Was, uh, before, I think. Well, they might have had a pop-up one Christmas, but, yeah, it's basically, it's gone. Oh, man, that's the, the day the music died. Yeah, yeah. Except and they toys. had, um, they used to do showings of the staff would do that song, but they wouldn't let anyone go up there. I think it became a pain in the ass. It would. Yeah. Um, it would. I get but, it. yeah, and so in New York we watched this movie because uh, I wanted to see that. I was like, oh, really? That's where we work. Yep. And it was, it was the exterior. So I don't think the interiors, usually these things, they don't have the interior, it's just... Unrelated did you sets. did you have to have four years experience all on computers to get the job? Yeah, I said I know computers. Are you a and computer I said, You're hired, and then John Lovitz was there being inappropriate, and it was walk, basically walk the same. Slower. <laughs> work slower, work, yeah, work, work slower. Um, so yeah, there's like doubleness because now we've been back in Australia for nearly as long as we were over there, mm. maybe. So. I now have nostalgia for New York things, so mm-hmm. double nostalgia, like we talked about on the old um, yeah. Home Alone 2. Yeah. Lost in New York. And so the rewatch was interesting because Ara had no memory of it and I'm like, we've, we've definitely, watched this, <laughs> we've definitely watched this together and for very specific reasons. kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but mm. with that in mind, would you say that Manhattan was the main character of this film? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very astute on your part. Oh, you make a very good point, Craig, and I would have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought so. Maybe the third lead. Mm, very stupid on your part. So, yeah, I guess you could say it's, it was kind of a big deal for me. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into the origin story. Yeah, okay. I'm going to press this button right here. Origin story. I couldn't find a lot origin story-wise in terms of where this idea came from. Yeah. Apparently there are a lot of these ideas that came out all at once of people age changing. It was like this trend at the time. Really? Yeah, there were a bunch of movies that had this same kind of premise. There's one called Vice Versa, another one called Like Father Like Son, I've never heard of. Apparently there were five age change comedies to come out within a year. So I guess it was just someone throwing their hat in the ring and said, I'm going to write one of those too. It's kind, it was kind of like the Marvel Universe at the time. <laughs> yeah, keep making the same movie. Mm. But it was written by Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg. Another Dublin two-namer. Gary Ross. Oh, yeah, Gary Ross. Yeah, I Gary Ross. Gary. And Anne Spielberg. Not to be confused with Steven Spielberg. No, her sibling. Her less famous brother. <laughs> I think she hooked him up with Hollywood. Yeah. But Gary Ross we know from films like Mr. Baseball. Remember Mr. Baseball? I remember of it. Yeah, I remember of it. Vaguely. It's the blueprint, right? Playing baseball. Baseball. I think so. I don't know. Anyway, he'd go on to write and direct The Hunger Games, Pleasantville, Ocean's oh. 8. He's a big deal. Is that the women's one? That's the women's one. Women's. And Anne Spielberg went on to continue to be Steven Spielberg's sister. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It looks like she didn't write much else. That's cool. I think she may have had an uncredited co-writer on Small Soldiers, not not Toy Soldiers but Small Soldiers. Did you say that this got a a nod? Yeah, so technically she has an Oscar nom for screenplay. Maybe it's pens down or keyboards down after that. I would. (laughs) Then you just hit the circuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Inspirational yeah. talks and whatnot. Be a real fucking Simon Sinek, 
Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Let's keep moving. Sorry. Uh, no, I feel you. I just don't want you to dwell in that <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to get to a happy place. All yeah. right. So originally this film, the Spielberg connection was strong, was going to be directed by Spielberg and Harrison Ford was going to star. Okay. They dropped out, unclear why, but uh, producer James L. Brooks then took it to Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, big friend of the show. Big friend of the show. Our second Penny Marshall movie. Yes, after uh, League, a, of, a their League own, of Their Own. Of course. Um, the most Bechtel-friendly movie we've done. Yeah, one of the only. Um, she went straight to Tom Hanks with this. Yeah, but right. for the reasons I said before, he initially said no because – there were all these movies with the same premise and he thought this is why would, this is going to be shit. Ah, so this wasn't the first. This wasn't the first. It was like all around the same time. So he turned it down and so she tried a lot of people and there was just couldn't find. Oh, yeah? You got any names for us? Kevin Costner turned it down. Oh, yeah. Randy Quaid turned it down. Randy. Sean Penn did a great reading but he was too young. Was he? Yeah. yeah he was- I don't know. When was Ridgemont High? Must have been close to that. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe not. That's quite early, 81 or something. Anyway, um, Travolta wanted to do it, but she didn't want him. Let me get. <laughs> um, so Penny then decided to change direction slightly and go for a more kind of manly man. Tom Hanks? Went I mean, to Robert De Niro. Sorry. Oh, I mean. Barbie. Barbie. I thought you were going to say The Blueprint. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, he's too old though. And De Niro was open to it. So he asked... Penny to watch all of his films, come back with some notes on what elements of what performances Taxi she driver. kind of saw. Yeah. Well, apparently. Cape Fear. I think um, Main Streets was one. So she definitely wanted like the sort of the guy. Interesting. That hit the brakes when um, the studio wouldn't pay his rate. Oh, yeah. Big rate for Bobby. Big rate. He's Bobby fucking De Niro over hey. here. And um, Penny Marshall offered to give him her salary. Wow. And she he, just wanted him in. Yeah. And he was like, no. Fuck that. If I'm ta- I'll take James L. Brooks' salary. Give me the producer's salary. I won't take your salary. We'd be partners. Why would I take your money? Yeah. So a good guy. Yeah. He didn't do the movie. But in the meantime, having De Niro's name attached to this made it somewhat of a hot property. It's piqued someone's interest? Yeah. And um, so she goes back to Tom Hanks and he's like, okay. You know, Bobby was going to do this thing. He was <laughs> going to do it. He wanted it. <laughs> so I don't know. That's the pretty good Penny Marshall. Thanks. I've been practicing that one. Yeah. She also convinces Elizabeth Perkins to take the female lead. But both of these guys were still, there's stories from on set of they were like, this thing's probably not going to be good, right? This, we're just here. Yeah, we're here. Whatever. They cast David Moscow as the kid, Kid Josh. Oh, yep. And they actually videotaped him acting out all of Tom Hanks' scenes and Tom Hanks would base his performance off an actual 12-year-old, etc. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting because in the Forrest Gump, he did base the voice on the voice of the kid, etc. So I like that. They kind of yeah. met in the middle. That's uh, cool. The kid had to make put in contact lenses to make his eyes green. Make him do a bit of work. Yeah, make him do a bit of work. And you got Robert Loggia in there too. Bish, bash, bosh, you got a movie. Yeah, I, come, I call him Robert Loggia. <laughs> I just, someone, I don't know where I've heard it, but I always hear it in my head as Loggia. Is it's it from Family Guy. Is it? Ah. Robert Lozier. Ah, is that what it is? But I never knew what they were talking about. Yeah. I never knew this guy's name. I just knew him as an actor. I think Scarface was where I connected them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's Robert Lozier. Yeah, same. <laughs> that's how you spell that. But I still call Robert him Robert Lozier is Einhorn is Finkel. Yeah, it's the same person. <laughs> Let's play the trailer. 
Okay. For Josh Baskin, life was a little unfair. Until he made a little wish. I wish I were big. Sweetheart, it's 7.30, are you up? Josh! 20th Century Fox presents... Tom Hanks. Big. I turned into a grown-up, Mom. I made this wish on a machine, and it turned me into a grown-up. Now what? Get a job. I get a job. I play with all of this stuff, and then I tell them what I think. Can they pay you for that? Suckers! Vice president, he's only been here a week. See that girl over there in the red? Short up her legs around you so tight, you'll be begging for mercy. Well, I'll stay away from her then. I loved your ideas on the squeezy doll line. Thanks. <laughs> What were you like when you were younger? Ah! Oh, well, I wasn't much different. Who are you? I'm his girlfriend. I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Yeah. Okay. But I get to be on top. What is so special about Basket? He's a grown-up. How do I feel about what? How do you, how do you feel about me? You're only young once. This is important! I'm your best friend. What's more important than that, huh? But for Josh... I miss my family, Susan, and I want to go home. Oh, my God, you're married! It just might last a lifetime. You'll never forget Tom Hanks. It's Beluga. In big. delightful yes oh. it's a few notes there it does piani uh, yeah it's a feel good movie yeah it's a feel good movie but what happens in this movie greg well it's quite quite literally a coming of age film mm. literally and figuratively a going of age figuratively and going of age i guess yeah i mean going coming day night the cruel irony that is life you spend your youth wishing to be older. Mm. And your older years wishing you were younger. Yeah. Penny Marshall's big unpacks the what-if scenario. Mm. What if a young boy became a man mm. and had access to all the seemingly wonderful things adult get, mm. like money, apartments, mm. and jobs and deadlines. Mm. Twelve-year-old Josh Baskin gets the night access on the Super Looper at the local fair, mm. whilst mega babe Cynthia Benson <laughs> goes on the ride with Jock Tanner, <laughs> and you know it's about to go down because Jock is a player. And he was also kind of nice. Mm. He wasn't mean to him. I always liked that. Yeah, he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, I like when they do that. Yeah. His name wasn't Jock Tanner, but it felt right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't question it. Good point. <laughs> but her name was Cynthia Benson. Yeah, that's good. Where was I? Ah, yes. So he makes a wish to be bigger Mm. at the Zoltar. Mm. And the next day he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Naturally, he winds up in Capital City. He gets a job at the toy company. He's making sweet bank. 
<laughs> heckling the boardroom yeah. with scathing comments like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it's those a, people. That's a power <laughs> move. <laughs> it is. It's funny because now as an adult, you see that that is. That is. That's a big dick play yeah. right there. Yeah. Power moved all day. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Off the back of this guy putting his heart and soul into a prezzo. Yeah. That's scathing. Anyway, so he gets the attention of a power-hungry uh, lady mm. who just kicks existing power dude John Hurd to the curb, drops him like a hot yeah. potato. She wants to get on the magic mic train. <laughs> Magic Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm freestyling here. Magic Josh? Magic Josh. She sees he's on the come up. She's like, that's the that's the one I need to be on. I need yeah. the ticket to his ride. I've got to get on his super looper. She's about to find out. She's about to find out that she fucked a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but she does grow and she learns how to uh, not be a jerk. Yeah. So him. nagging girlfriend, wanting commitment, aggressive colleagues and a never-ending computer usage. Who wants to be a grown-up anyway? <laughs> As you listen to the things, I did realise then it's funny that there wasn't any sort of alcohol-related something. Yeah. You would think that would be one of the first things. You'd think, but I guess they just kept it, you know, sexual. Yeah, right? Because it's is, not like they That's less weird. Exactly. It's not like they were like, well, that's a bit much, isn't it? She like, doesn't bat an eyelid, can I just say. Well. So I'm really 12. She's like, oh. It's pretty funny because, well, first I misremembered some things because I thought, I thought she, well, we'll get into whether they banged or not in a sec, but I thought that she already knew his age when, you know, she let him touch her boob and that stuff. And then I realised it's a bit later. But then she still is. She's okay. In the original script, she kisses him on the mouth goodbye and they decided, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. But she's still very like and it's it's DTF. Kind of, yeah. And it's pretty funny when she's first like, oh, so you're 15 or 16, and he's like, no, 13. Because he has a birthday in the Yeah. And um she's like, oh fuck. Ooh. <laughs> That's so fucked, man. Ooh. That's pretty fucked. <laughs> they did a they did a girl version of this film. Little? Uh later. Oh, so the, the with Jennifer, what's her name? Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, but it's her. They use, Carol was explaining it. And to Mark me. Ruffalo. They used I her never seen it being though. older. So what? Wait, hang on. It's the same thing. It's a it's a kid that becomes yeah. thirty something. I think it's called suddenly thirty or something. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly video. Suddenly Seymour. But it's uh, I've never I never saw that. Mm. Uh, I don't think I don't the same thing Jennifer happens. Garner. Yeah, she's not one of my guys. Um, the, um, how was the rewatch? Well, that was one of my first things. I was like, okay, I need to, this is, this movie's going to, you know, on paper age so badly because she bangs a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. And doesn't but, notice that he's a child in a man's body. I wonder how that played out. Don't want to dig too deep on to that point, but. What do you mean? That she might be a, that's a person, type of person she likes? What? No, no. I'm just like, would she not have noticed that this wasn't. A regular man yeah, in the sack. Is, I, I question this throughout. It's a very young 12-year-old. Because you know? he borders on like, well, there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah. Like, it's, not, yeah. it's not just that he's, oh, he's so youthful and carefree. It's like, no, no, he's, something wrong with this guy. Like he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, their reaction to all of it is, hey, let's promote him. Hey, I want to bang him. Hey, this is, mm. which I get I get in theory, but there's definitely some, some bits in here where you're like, that might have gone too far into there's, there's something wrong with this there's guy. There's some quirks there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could I, sorry, you keep saying 
Did you not think that they that they had relations? Is that was that your? I thought it was. I thought it was a, that did, was that was I, a question for you. Actually, yeah, I had. Right. Did they have sex? I thought they did. Okay, I thought so too. But they don't explicitly show it. She stays over, man. It is ambiguous. It's, there's a boob grab. There's a kiss. He was technically thirteen at that point, so he's, oh, he's a teenager. It's he's fine. a he's a man under Judaic law. Yeah, apparently they did that on purpose. At least right. he's a man. So Elizabeth Perkins talked about it. She said. I don't know the broader context of this quote, but to put these people in a bed and actually have them have sex, where do you draw the line? She can't have sex with a 13-year-old. <laughs> Sorry. It's very astute on your part. Sorry. <laughs> that could be a place they draw the line. That's one, yeah. It might be some earlier lines too, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> she can't have sex with a 13-year-old and yet the next morning when you see him you get the impression... He that, got one away. He, that they slept together, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't mean that she necessarily did anything. He had a spring in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had a spring in his step. It could have. Um, yeah. Who knows? They had that that they slept together, and that he has been sexually fulfilled somehow. It's that very very fine line of it. The audience always knows he's thirteen years old, but the other characters do not. I don't know. I think they did. I think they certainly did. So she must be. When you find out that that's. A child. She didn't seem, that's what I mean, she didn't seem that phased. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, good on her, whatever. She's like, the past is the past. It's happened. Yeah, but it's fucked up. It's a bit fucked up. They would, they, they 100% wouldn't do it. They, you couldn't now. They wouldn't make that. It, it's different now. That's fucked. It's the actually, whole thing does. Yeah. Like it's a fine movie, but you're like, man. Because it doesn't matter that he was physically an adult. That's the whole point with the age of consent is like you can be physically, you know, genetically ready to bear children or whatever yeah, or create wouldn't. a child, but you're emotionally not ready. He didn't age up emotionally. He certainly Only physically. Didn't. He didn't. Yeah. So it's um, it's uh, she's going to jail, man. She's in jail. <laughs> Fuck. Interestingly, his little mate there, I was like, oh, that's the kid from. Um, Things. Well, I was, first I was like. Where'd you go with? Oh, it's the kid from Terminator 2. And then I was like, oh. oh. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's the kid from Honey, I Shot the Kids. Yeah. And then I was like, it's both. It's the same kid. Yeah. I didn't know. He's in a bunch of stuff. Isn't Jared Rushton. Yeah. And then he stopped and he's a musician now. Good for you, Jared. So we've done, this is our, our, our second um, Penny Marshall Penny. film, our second Tom Hanks film, and our third. Jared Rushton. <laughs> we've, we've covered the trilogy. Is, yeah. We've covered his box set. Did he have one more? I feel like he. He was in something else. Was, I can't remember. Was he in one of the TV shows? He was. Yeah, he was in the TV show. Wasn't in Family Ties, was he? No. Oh, he was in Roseanne. Ah. I think as a a small. One of um, DJ's mates. Yeah, probably something like that. Uh, but it was, I think there was another movie too, I'm forgetting. I wouldn't have expected the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids to grow up to be the kid in T2. I didn't even, Mm. I didn't even imagine that was the same kid. Five years later. Yeah, but still, a teenager. He, he looks different. He did. He had a mullet, and he had good attitude. He was so he played it so cool with the cop. Yeah, the he T-1000. was. He's the kind of mate you want if you're getting hunted by a T1000. Yeah, just to throw him off your scent a little bit. Yeah, not he's really. He just got in the way. But those mullet. seconds matter. Yeah, when no, you've he got, helped. He said, "I don't know. I think maybe it I was just it. enough to get him where he needed to be." Exactly, man. Send the robot back in time to kill him, and then you got John Connor. That's. It's very astute on your part. Terminator 3 right there. just made it. Hollywood. Story by. Listening. Are they listening? <laughs> they should tap our phones. Man, they should. I keep sending them letters. Mm, with my number. Yeah, I don't think that owl takes Dab them it. there. Um, I mean, I've got a question, another question. I've got some questions for you. Okay, okay. One of the questions is 
this shimmy shimmy cocoa pop thing. Is that mm. that wasn't a song here, right? I just thought it was the Nelly song. I think it was pre Nelly. Yeah, I didn't know that that he was like referring to some other song. Yeah, shimmy shimmy cocoa pop. I don't know what shimmy shimmy cocoa pop is. Not original lyrics by Nelly, believe it or not. Yeah, he didn't come up with the whole shimmy shimmy, shimmy cocoa pop. Yeah. It did strike me as a weird lyric, but I just thought oh, maybe it's just something I don't understand, which it was, I guess. It's a silly song. I, I've <laughs> yeah. never. It's, it, I remember as a kid thinking, I don't like this song they sing. I remember when it came out. I liked the rest of it. I just didn't like that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the good times, oh, Nelly. You're talking about Nelly. Yeah. I was talking about the actual song in this movie. Oh, mm. sorry. I was talking about Nelly. That's cool. Because I don't know. Th- so do you, I don't know anything about this song. Is That's this, all I know. Yeah. I don't know. What is Americans, friends of the show, the 40%, what a, let us know what that's all about. What is yeah. that song? What, what's the, when do you sing that song? Mm-hmm. Um, did you know they played the piano for real? Oh, I was hoping so. Yeah, it was nice. Good on them. Good on them. They had, they had a good chemistry, those two. They did. It was Robert nice. Robert Lozier. Robert Lozier. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it was a fun light movie. I think uh, it's definitely I, this one I find hard to separate from this, the nostalgia and it's double-barreled nostalgia for me. But I do think that it's there's more than nostalgia there. There's some legit lols and things. There's, there's some good There's some good lines. The, the, that, the tux, the white tux thing was pretty yeah, funny. That was good. And he checks his fly. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. He did it well. He was impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And it's got the great scary New York from the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, the rough, rough New York. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the toy meetings. Even as a kid, I did actually like the idea of the building transformer. I didn't really get why he didn't like it. Yeah, why but was, that was he? pretty cool. It's the Chrysler building. He just needed a power move to get yeah. where he needed to be. And actually, can we play that scene? Transformers poll 37% market share. Sorry. And that we are targeting the same area. I think that we should see one quarter of that. And that is one fifth of the total revenue from all of last year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Any questions? No. Not for me. Yes? I don't get it. What exactly don't you get? It it turns from a building into a robot, right? Precisely. Well, what's fun about that? Well, if you had read your industry breakdown, you would see that our success in the action figure area has climbed from 27% to 45% in the last two years. There, that might help. Oh. Yes. I I still don't get it. Doubles down. (laughs) What? What don't you get, Josh? Well, there's a million robots that turn into something. And this is a building that turned into a robot. What's fun about playing with a building? That's not any fun. This is a skyscraper. Well, couldn't it be like a, a, a robot that turns into into something like a like a bug or something? A bug. Yeah, like a big prehistoric insect with maybe like giant claws that could pick up a car and, and crush it like that. <laughs> a prehistoric transformer. Interesting. I noticed something in that scene. He's an asshole. Well, about five years later. They would do prehistoric Transformers called Beast Wars. That was a big era of Transformers. Oh. So they, they came from this movie. I mean, it didn't officially come from this movie, but it's in there. My God, he's cracked it. Prehistoric Transformers. Wow. Hasbro was watching. Is it Hasbro? Really? One of them. They were watching. They had like, people on the inside the whole time. Yeah. 
So his character came up with Beast Wars. There you have it, folks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And without Beast Wars, we would never would have had there are some things. Yeah. <laughs> Optimus Prime was a gorilla, I think. My name is Optimus Prime. Oh, that's good. That's good. I wasn't husky enough. But it was good. It was Thanks. a young Optimus. Yeah, yeah, before all the wars. Before the Prime. Hey, question for you. Yeah. Do you feel, because mm. I do, yeah. that <laughs> these family slash kids movies of yesteryear, I think we talked about it when we did Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. They've got some pretty adult themes in them. Yeah, because Three Men and a Baby had the whole drug subplot. Yeah. Like, what's that for a kid's line? All right, you can stay over, but I've got to be on top. Like, yeah. I didn't get that. I wasn't getting that when I was a kid. He wasn't, <laughs> she thought he wasn't talking about the bunks. Yeah. You know? They probably had sex. Yeah. It's, you just, yeah, man. Probably was on top. <laughs> yeah. At some point. At some point. Yeah, definitely, man. I think that's definitely there's some time capsule elements to this because mm-hmm. Three Men and a Baby, I think, was eighty seven. Yeah, that were that's the, that was the style at the time. It was the style at the time for were sure. Were they a connected universe, perhaps? Probably, given what we've discussed so far. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, Greg. Oh yeah, this is less pressing than the did they bang? Yeah. Why didn't the mum just call the cops or something? Like, I, what did she think was happening exactly? Yeah. She was getting these phone calls from a mysterious voice saying your son's okay. And she was like, what did she think that was? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, where are the police at this? Like, She didn't sound totally cool with it, but she didn't. She was sad. He was gone, but she wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. Your tears won't bring him back, lady. Like a Tom Hanks guy walked into a house. Carol. Yeah, I kept thinking that too. Yeah, it's it's a bit strange. Yeah, just a bit. I've got one more question. Yep. Oh, no, we've covered that one. I've got one more question. Okay. Is this film a reimagining of Scarface? Go on. Young man escapes oppressive dictatorship, except instead of communist Cuba, we've got, you know, childhood under parental rule, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's oppressive. Es- escapes and falls in love with capitalism but goes too far, it destroys him. Oh. He becomes everything he hated. Oh, my goodness. And Robert Lozier's there. And Robert Lozier is there. <laughs> Case closed. Smiling. <laughs> Case closed. He's so delightful in this. Oh, he's, he's smiling in Scarface too yeah, until he he's dead. Until he's dead, until he realises what's happening. And if they cast De Niro, you really could have had like a, you know, the, the yeah. oh, well, Pacino De Niro. I think I've got to – hang on a sec. It's very astute on your part. I was pausing for that as well. Yeah, well, you earned it, man. You earned it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and actually I do I don't think give them out for free. <laughs> You're very um, – you show a lot of restraint on those. Um, it's very astute on your part. <laughs> Double. <laughs> yeah. I do think as well now watching this as an adult, especially sort of on the career path that I've been on the last couple of years in terms mm. of sort of trying to get away from the – trying to make my own thing happen here with mm. freelancing and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and trying to break free of the shackles of office life. Yeah. I could relate a lot to sort of – he went through this journey in a lot more compressed fashion. Yes. He went from 13 to 30 pretty quickly. but oh, Literally. But he became really boring, you know, when his mate comes over and he's like – I got to do my TPS report. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's exactly how I felt. I realised I turned into like a boring corporate guy – in my last roles and I'm like I remember being young and when I first started doing strategy and stuff and I would just be super creative and not too stressed about anything yeah. and at some point it all became very stressful 
and I'm not even doing creative stuff. I'm just like doing political things and yeah. it's like, where's the fun stuff? You were basically a computer operator. I was com- operating a computer. That's For over yeah. four years. And even the, the meeting, the clip from that meeting we just showed mm. speaks to a lot of the, the challenges in the advertising industry right now as well where there's the guy up there making decisions based purely on data mm. versus, you know, the right mix of creativity and data, which was yeah. another challenge I kind of came up against. Yeah. It's, I, I, I find uh, some similarities there in the journey he's gone through and, and to what I'm going through right now. Yeah. Would you say it's an allegory for your life? Yeah, I think so. I'll put this in a bucket alongside Office Space, alongside City Slickers. Oh, Those yeah. ones you oh, rewatch yeah. as an adult and you're like, uh, oh, this movie's about that. Uh, and I can relate to that now. Yeah. Maybe even like Fight Club we'll find out soon. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that was an interesting layer that I didn't necessarily expect. And if you hear Seymour growling, it's because I'm playing tug of war with him with his favorite toy mm, in a desperate attempt to keep him quiet. Quieter. Quieter. <laughs> hey, um, I did uh, I did really enjoy the computer chat in this film. Oh, uh, yeah? Um, well, how was the computer game in the opening? Oh, yeah. That was, it's, it's, yeah. We had those in the school library. Yeah, the green, yeah. it's all green. There's, so if context is he goes and gets this job and he basically says, I'm a computer operator. That's the job. <laughs> yeah. He goes, so you've got experience with computer operating? <laughs> <laughs> He's a data entry guy. Um, so I went and had a look what a ad for a computer looked like back in 1988. Oh, nice. Here's a picture. Maybe we can get that up on the gram. Oh, that's good, isn't it? May that I looks it? advanced. It does look quite it's advanced. It's got a colour screen. This is a Tandy 5000 MC professional system. Whoa. Uh, for the low, low price of $8,499. Right. Monitor and mouse not included. <laughs> you get a 20 megahertz Intel processor, microprocessor, I should say, VGA graphics. So oh, remember, nice. That's better than CGA, FYI. <laughs> Two megabyte of RAM with 16 megabyte capacity. Wow. Uh, I might take the liberty to read this little blurb if I may. Yeah, do it. Our most powerful computer ever. The Tandy 5000 MC microcomputer is strictly business. From the look of its 2056,000 color VGA graphics to the tactile feel of its newly designed keyboard, not included. (laughs) Its Intel 80386 processor operates at a lightning fast 20 megahertz and a memory cache controller provides RAM fast access to your data. IBM microchannel compatible architects between peripherals. We'll operate MS-DOS 3.3, MS-OC and a few other things. No windows (laughs) here and network operating software. The 5000 MC technology performance and price all add up to incredible value. VGA graphics, serial and parallel ports and mouse support included. Wow. $8,499. Fuck. And it wouldn't even have an interface like Windows yet. It would have been like DOS. DOS. Yeah, fuck. Go hit it with the colon backslash. There was an episode of... Family ties where they got a computer. Yeah. And that was fascinating. I yeah. can't remember what happened, but I think they got addicted. I can't remember, but it was like it doesn't even do it. What are you even doing on that? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Do you remember your first computer? That was probably a big deal. Yeah. We had a we got a compact presario. Oh. Had were- three gigabyte storage. Oh, 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 oh. I used to buy um the PC magazines just for the demo disc that had like demo games on yeah. it. And you'd play them for about 30 seconds. Like, this one sucks. I'll play the next one. Yeah. This one sucks. And that, that would be the fun. <laughs> oh, man. I was obsessed with our computers. I was always obsessed. Really? Yeah. I was never like 
good at. I was never a computer guy. I wasn't this kid. Yeah, but I didn't know what I was doing. I it was exciting, and then when the internet started, it was very exciting. So yeah, we talked about this, didn't we, on um the net episode? Oh, oh, go back net. and listen to the net. That's a time capsule movie. Fuck, she's a hacker. She's a hacker. She orders pizza on the computer. Oh, can you believe it? She takes her laptop to the beach. <laughs> look look at us. You know where the hackers went with the two on a beautiful sunny beach and all we're thinking about is where can I plug in my modem? <laughs> that was that was in that the was, See, that got into her pants though. <laughs> it did. Well played, guy. <laughs> is this a connected universe with that one too? Probably. Oh, you can only assume so. Yeah. Hey, did you know David Mosco, who played young Tom Hanks in this, was the guy in Honey opposite Jessica Alba? No, but Carol was said he was a Oh, really? Now. I already didn't recognise him. She's a honey person. I'm a honey person. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Got to save the dance school. <laughs> You're dancing for money like honey. Oh, we should do a, honey. I think that's a common line from uh, that song he does off um, Kanye's first album. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know dancing that Dancing for money like honey. Mm. I assume that was a reference. Referring to, to Jessica Alba? I guess. Wow. There was some great fashion in there. It's got to be said from double, oh, yeah? double breast suits. Yeah. Her, her power suit with the big shoulder pads when she first comes into the room there. That was good. Barking orders at the boss man. Yeah. Great. Big frizzy hair. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that hair. It hasn't. Yeah. She yeah. did all right though. It's not like the, the worst hair is the wife in Die Hard. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Oh, and maybe um, Sarah Connor in Terminator 1. It's pretty bad too. Oh, that's a good one. But she looks like, okay, so the female lead in this, Elizabeth Perkins, Looks like an adult Millie Bobby Brown. That was a wild, accurate. Ara picked up on that spotting one from Ara. Yeah, and I googled it. And there's a lot of comparisons. Other people oh, really? This. Yeah, yeah. I um I made a TikTok about it. Maybe uh, didn't quite not quite going viral just yet. Didn't hit the tractions. No, not just yet. Not just yet. We will. It will. Oh yeah, it will. It's a good. It's crazy, right? She looks heaps like her. Like it's what else has she been of insane. in? She's been in a lot of um, – she was in a TV show more recently, that Weed one. Weeds? It's called Weeds. I think she was it's in that. Weeds. She was like the neighbour or whatever. She, I think she was um, in the Flintstones movie, right? Oh. I think she was Wilma. I don't know. And John Goodman. Mm. He's a good friend Flintstone. That's good casting. It is. It's good casting. Not a good movie yet, I think. But, no. But whatever. We'll watch it. It's a living. That's what the animals say. Ah. It's a garbage disposal, but it's like a – Pig or something, mm. prehistoric pig. Yeah, it's a living, or it's a pterodactyl that tries tries your hair. Yeah, it's good. It's a living. <laughs> That's yeah. all their jokes, I think. Is it? <laughs> it's a living. What next? Let's get into the verdict. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Look, I like this movie. Yeah. I kind of agree with your reaction in the um, the Rotten Tomatoes 97% thing. That does seem a bit high. Doesn't it? Ninety seven percent. I probably. It's, uh, yeah, it is, man. I think it's probably ninety seven percent in that there's not a lot wrong with it, but I think it's like I wouldn't be in a rush to rewatch this, but I will rewatch it again at some point. 
Yeah. It's, it's just a nice, uh, you just put it on and have a bit of fun. It, and it's funny, like you, it, it, it is dated. Yeah. I think it would be an interesting watch if you haven't seen it for sure. It's com- Carol was laughing. She was like, what is going on in this thing? This is yeah. just so wrong. Yeah, yeah. So there's that layer to it. So in some ways things that have aged poorly, I guess, are the things like the relationship. But in some ways that just makes it more entertaining for, for a modern viewer. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily for the right reasons, yeah, but it's yeah. still entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there are some things that hold up nicely. Um, and Robert, Robert Loge is delightful. Robert um, Loge. He is a delightful man. But I wouldn't give it a huge score. Like this is, wouldn't be anywhere in my top whatever. Yeah. It's just it's out there and it's fine. I'd give it maybe three stars. It, yeah, five. that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds like a f- – I'm going to give it three too. I'm yeah. going to copy you. <laughs> and this is on Di- on Disney Plus in Australia, um, probably globally. Cause yeah. Because it's Disney. 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 Um, did Simpsons do it? Yes. Homer does the big piano thing. Yeah, I feel like Zolta might have popped up in some episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Bechdel test is a funny one because – she rapes him, so <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of pretty right. outdated. Um, the way they, some people talk about women in this movie is pretty outdated. Um, even her her character herself, she kind of yeah. The, the office, kind of yeah. Tramp. Oh, that, yeah. Yep. When um, John Lovitz is yeah. talking about the different women in the office. That's a funny line, though. I'll <laughs> yeah. stay away from her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a great line. And, but then even Elizabeth Perkins herself, like her character's pretty – like is she going out with McAllister or well, not? I thought she was. And then and she, she just, just kind of like, oh, I'm going over here I'm now. This guy's getting a bit more traction with the boss, so I'm going to and so ride this one out. But then I, I go back to this is, this is Penny Marshall directing it, so she wouldn't necessarily – that's just the character choice. She's not saying that's a reflection women can, on women, women at large. Women can perpetuate stereotypes too. Yeah, I guess so. Special effects, not really. That's not, I'm not really relevant. Yeah, most of these cultural relevancy tests are uh, not really big ones. Mm. Um, Who did you have for an MVP? I guess Tom Hanks. Yeah, I didn't even write one down. Yeah. That's where I was at with this. I thought Elizabeth Perkins was good too because she her arc is quite nice. She be, She's a nice lady. Yeah. I was more confused by her arc. Like, is she nice? Why would, but she, can she be nice after she's been horrible? Well, like she bangs a kid and now she's a good person. <laughs> well, he the, opens her formula? mind. She, he, yeah, he, he puts opened, her back in touch with opened her. her mind. <laughs> opened a few things <laughs> that belong to her. I guess so. What are we doing next week? We don't know yet. We've got a batch, new batch of things yeah. coming. Yeah. It's so, exciting so, time. So exciting things on the short list, I must say. I must yeah. say. In the meantime, you can find us on the TikTok. You can find us on the <laughs> Instagram. Uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we've got a merch store. All the links for those things yeah. are in the description. So, congratulations to us. our winner. Who congratulations will, who will to our winner who will have won by now, Mr. Black. And that is all. That is all. Bye. Bye.